that's how the kids do it, right? I don't know what any of the kids are doing. Ice in my veins. I don't what? know. I don't know any of this shit. I, I, I don't know any kids. I think that's yes, a good do. thing. I'm younger than you. Ugh. Nah. You definitely are younger than me because you're chugging a giant Pepsi right now. It's a diet Pepsi, though. All right, so you're oh, not that I'm young. I'm sorry. So it's not a holiday spice Pepsi, so now we're going to turn our nose up at it. That's what's happening this here. This is like the third episode we're talking about <laughs> holiday spice Pepsi. Someone's going to find it and they're going to send it to you. <laughs> I would love that. If anyone has a dusty bottle. Actually, no. I think there were cans. If anyone has a dusty can of holiday spice I Pepsi, I'll take two it. dusty cans. Is that your boobs? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they, they don't okay. see much well, action these days. It's quarantine. Let's let's introduce the podcast, huh? Hell yeah! Oh you fuck, that's it. me. It's crime culture. Hey, <laughs> hey, what's going um, on? Not much. What's going on with you? You just got back from vacation. That's fun. I got back from like four days not in the apartment. So like, yeah. that's a vacation. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I, I consider every time I go to Target to be a vacation. So, I mean, I think four days. That's like an extended vacation. That's basically a sabbatical. Yeah. In pandemic time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've aged. Well, <laughs> I have. I went to North Carolina. It was lovely. Um, but anyway, so today. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is also kind of a game. So... What we're talking about, you're, you look very confused, and don't worry, I will explain it. So, okay, okay, thanks. As, as many people will know, if you've ever watched Law & Order, Law & Order SVU, Law & Order Criminal Intent, Law & Order Organized Crime, is that the Organized new one? Organized Crime. Yes. Well, and then, and are we just going based off Law & Order, or are we going off the entire Dick Wolf just resume because then there's I, chicago fire no, and no, there's chicago pd did you see the snl did you see the snl skit of chicago improv maybe it I was hilarious it was broken. like a play off of all that stuff about how they're just doing every business everything for chicago yes yes um but anyway so i think the list that i have here is specifically law and order original and SVU, which is the best one. If we're SVU be should honest. really be the only one, if we're going to be quite honest. It really like, should be. I, I mean, no offense to Sam Waterston and Jeremy Sisto and whoever that one woman is, but like, that's my point. I, yeah, I love SVU. It's the best one. But anyway, so I have um, a bunch of episodes here. And like I was starting to say, if you know the Law & Order universe, uh, you'll know that many, if not all, I think it's may, it might be all of the episodes, are um, they relate back to a real crime in yes. some way, shape, or form. Yes. Yes. So what I have here is, I believe it's 11 episodes of various Law & Order and SVU oh, no. um, that are based on real... Um, my cat is screeching in the background. He knows He knows what's coming, just like yes. I know what's coming. And we're both like, oh, fuck. So it's based on real cases. Some we have covered, some we have not. Okay. Done, I done. will read you part of the synopsis of the episode. 
and I want you to see if you can guess what real case it is. These are some high-profile ones. Uh, so, okay, we'll see. I'm going to throw you a softball for the first one because this one is very easy, <laughs> okay. and I know, I know for a fact you've seen this episode. So That doesn't mean shit. I want you to wait to guess until after I've read the entire synopsis. All right? Oh, God. Okay. She so, didn't tell me about any of this. This is, I know. I wanted to keep it a secret. I'm very excited. So, <laughs> this episode is titled Selfish. It's from Law & Order SVU, Season 10, Episode 19. It came out on April 28, 2009. It has an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. So, the synopsis is... Ruth Walker tells SVU detectives that her two-year-old granddaughter, Sierra, hasn't been seen in a few days. Her daughter, Ashley, is young and irresponsible, and she's worried that something bad might have happened to her. I Ashley blames it. a fictional nanny for kidnapping her daughter. Upon investigation, uh, uh, Pretty sure. upon Pretty sure investigation detectives find that Ashley Walker buried her daughter at a gas station. The autopsy reports reveal that Sierra died of measles. In a panic, Ashley buried her because she thought it was her fault. The charges against Ashley are dropped, but the Walkers seek out the Stewart family, who chose not to vaccinate their child. Their son infected Sierra at the playground, and the Walkers demand justice. Monica Stewart argues that it is her choice whether or not to vaccinate her child, and that Sierra would have passed due to Ashley Walker's negligence sooner or later. Wasn't Missy Pyle Sierra? Do you have that in your notes? I only have three people. And none of them are Missy Pyle. No, it could have possibly been. So what, this is technically two things put together. So what two modern case, one of of them is uh, an overarching Typhoid Mary. No. Anti-vax. Yes. The anti-vax movement and. Yes. And Casey Anthony, Kaylee Anthony, the death of Kaylee Anthony. Fuck. Yes, it is. So we talked about the Casey Anthony case in episodes 96 and 97 of this very podcast. (gasps) Yeah. A twist. So uh, just a synopsis for anyone who doesn't know or hasn't listened. In 2008, Cindy Anthony reported that her two-year-old granddaughter, Kaylee Anthony, had been missing for a month. Casey Anthony, Kaylee's mother, claims that a nanny took her... Uh, earlier that month and that she was too frightened to alert the authorities kaylee anthony was found several days later in a wooded area by the anthony family home her mouth was bound with duct tape and chloroform casey was arrested but was ultimately found not guilty later investigators found records of a google search for foolproof suffocation and foolproof ways to die on casey's computer but because she used firefox instead of internet explorer the cops didn't see it in time uh that she was in custody so she was let off. That's I'm a so mad about version. that one. It is. Uh, um, mm. But the reason I know you know this episode is because the girl oh. who played Ashley Walker was none other than Hillary Duff. Oh, I do. Yeah. All right. I am a big Hillary Duff fan. Um, yes. I thought you were going to say because I did the episode on Casey Anthony. <laughs> I think you may have talked about this. It was so long ago that I don't remember, but you may have talked about this. But yeah, I think I uh, did. I don't think I went into that much detail. Yeah, but I think I was like, oh, and there's a Law and Order episode on it. (laughs) Hillary Duff of Lizzie McGuire fame and Um, younger, which just ended. Yes, yes, Yes. she plays uh, Ashley Walker in the episode. Noel Fisher, I think it's Noel, not Noel. Noel Fisher from Shameless was in the episode. Oh, yeah, I think it's Noel. Yes. Um. And I'm also, sure. um, Mike Panuski, I think is how you say his name. He was in The People vs. Larry Flint. 
So we got some Ooh, big names in that. this episode. And also possibly Missy Pyle. Possibly. Are you going to look them up as I'm doing them? I'm going to look this up right now. What episode was it? It's called Selfish, Law and Order SVU, Season 10, Episode 19. Okay. Ooh, look at me. I went right to Season 10 before you told me. Oh, and so now proud I of you. found it. All right. Look, taking one look at the cover photo, which is of Hillary Duff. And yes, I know this episode. <laughs> of course you do. I think this is, this is a very popular episode. Like I said, it has an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. So it's like a higher rated one. Oh, and interesting. So, so no, Missy Pyle was not in this one, but I'm pretty sure she plays an anti-vaxxer in another episode. I think there was a couple anti-vaxxing episodes of SVU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dick Wolf has some opinions. But Peter Herman, Mr. Marishka Harjate, is also mm. in this episode. Oh. And he was on Younger uh, opposite Hillary Duff. Well, look at that. We got some Inception. overlap here. IMDb-ception. All right. So my next episode is another, like, kind of, it covers two different things. One of which we have talked about, we've done an episode on. Okay. So the episode is called Perfect. It's from Law & Order SVU, season four, episode 24. It came out May 9th, 2003, and it has an 8.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. So the description of the episode is... A young girl is found in an alleyway, and the autopsy report reveals that she was starved to death. The detectives discover the girl was actually taken uh, in Pennsylvania. They trace back, they trace her back to a cult leader who claims he has the ability to reincarnate newborns, but in reality, he is impregnating young girls and forcing them to deliver his children. Is this Angel's Landing? It is not. Okay. It, it is about a cult, but we have not talked about this cult, so I don't blame you if you don't oh. know it. Oh, that's and, that. No, 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 no. Now I'm going to know it. Now I'm just going to I'm going to come up with this fucking one. And it's about a kidnapping that we have talked about. A very high profile kidnapping. <sighs> Elizabeth Smart. Yes. OK, OK, OK. But it's, We're halfway it's, through. it's also technically about the Lisa McPherson uh, kidnapping oh. or abduction. But um, that that's not the the main source. Uh, but also the, the cult, cult is the, the Raelian cult. No, Raelian cult. I meant to say Raelian. <laughs> I'm sure you did. So the real case, um, the young girl in this case is based on a combination of Elizabeth Smart, who we talked about in episode 45, uh, who was abducted in 2002, and Lisa McPherson, who was a member of Scientology and died of a pulmonary mm. embolism and was found to be a victim of negligent homicide. The cult leader was based on Claude Vor. Vorlhan, sure. I think I don't fucking know how to say his name. AKA Rael, who was found, who founded the cult Rielism in 1974, and he believed he can clone human beings and convinced his followers of that. Sure, Jan. Yeah. Um, but big name guest stars again. Law and Order is raking in the guest stars. So uh, Barbara Barry, who was in Private Benjamin, fantastic movie if you haven't seen it I from the 80s, I believe. Uh, um, Laura Haring from Mulholland Drive. Haven't seen that and, one either. Well, you've seen this one. Kimberly J. Brown from Halloween. Oh, Town. hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Who is currently dating the kid that played Cal in Halloween Town 2. I shit you not. That's Her amazing. love interest in Halloween Town 2. They are together. They are like heavily together. I love that. I love I, that. It makes them. me. Oh, it sparks so much joy. Like, oh, thank God. All right. So this next one is a case we have not covered that we will cover that is very big and especially very big in our 
younger adulthood. Uh, well, I'll get that. Uh, you're like episode. 25 years older than me, so I don't think we have whoa, the same whoa. younger adults. <laughs> Bitch. It's more like 25 months, but I had to. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't even want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> anyway. The episode is called Sick. It's from Law and Order SVU. Yes. Again, there's a theme I love SVU. Gypsy Rose. No. What? Season five. That, that, get right. I'm talking about it. Season five, episode 19, March 30th, 2004. Uh, 8.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Remember, we have not talked about this case. Oh, okay. You you skip over the clues. Yeah. I'll so, uh, a young boy named JJ accuses billionaire toy store mogul Bill Tripley of taking advantage of him. Tripley often hosts sleepover parties for charity cases at his home, which he nicknames the Magic Kingdom. When the detectives try to take on his case, take his case to trial, JJ recants his statement, and Benson and Stabler learn that Tripley paid off JJ's family to keep him quiet. They investigate further, and another child steps forward with allegations against Tripley. Upon questioning the child, they find out that her grandmother helped her fabricate the story in order to get Tripley's money. All charges are dropped, and Tripley walks away a free man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a Michael Jackson impression. I'm not laughing at the... <laughs> at yes. The <laughs> Jamal. <laughs> So, yeah, it's about the Michael Jackson trial. Um, I'm going to say one more time. I'm not going to stop. Yeah. So the real case in 2005, a 13-year-old boy named Gavin Arvizo. Sure. Uh, he accused pop star Michael Jackson of taking advantage of him. Uh, he had suffered from spleen cancer and asked the Make-A-Wish Foundation to arrange a sleepover at Jackson's home at Neverland Ranch. That's so fucking heartbreaking that that was yeah. his Make-A-Wish. Uh, Jackson often allowed children to spend the night at the ranch with him, claiming that all the sleepovers were innocent and there was nothing more natural and pure than loving a child. Many other children came forward and accused Jackson of the same thing. All 14 charges against Jackson were dropped uh, due to insufficient evidence. Obviously, when we talk about the Michael Jackson trial, we will talk about um, Leaving Neverland. That's mm -hmm. the uh, doc series about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, some guest stars from the episode, Jennifer Van Dyke from Michael Clayton, James it Colby from Patriot's Day, and uh, this might be a deep cut, Shane Habucha? Dawson. No. Nope. Habucha? He's, from, he's the kid from the Stacey's Mom music video. I don't think I've seen the Stacey's Mom music video. I think we really I've only are rocked people. out to <laughs> the song. I don't think I've. I. I don't think I've. I think your I've homework, just enjoyed the song. Your home. Everyone's homework after this is to go watch the Stacy's mom music video because it is perfect. Also, the band is Fountains of Wayne, named after a store in New Jersey, in Wayne, oh. New Jersey. There was a place called Fountains of Wayne, and they're from. Well, the main guy was from New Jersey. R.I.P. I think he died. Right. I, don't look at me. I don't know. I haven't seen I the music video. Anyway, um, the next one is another huge case that we have not talked about yet. It's from, okay. uh, it's called Appearances. Uh, Law and Order SVU season four, episode 19, March 28th, 2003, when it first aired. 8.7 out of 10 on IMDb. So, the episode. A nine-year-old child's asphyxiated body is found in a suitcase on a bus with evidence of having been in the Everglades. 
The coroner found that she had a quality nose job and had been raped. Benson and Stabler find that she was a regular beauty pageant contestant. A suspect's computer is found with a juvenile kidnap, rape, and murder how-to, apparently perfectly legal because it was created using legal age models whose images were manipulated by software to make them look much younger. Ooh. I don't yeah. like that. No. Since well, what that case do you probably think it is? exists. Um, you said it's mainly a big the one. first part. Yeah, mainly the first part. So the beauty queen thing, does that apply? Yes. It does apply. Oh yep. fuck. Okay. Um so it's not Natalie Holloway. Um I didn't this isn't fair. I didn't even get a chance to study for this test. Um This is a big one. <laughs> a much it? requested episode. Oh fuck, 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 fuck. Um the name Amber is coming to me. Nope. Just kidding, it's not. Everyone is screaming it. Uh, uh, it doesn't help that I'm distracted by Bean trying to disembowel one of his toys in the background. I just got him a new toy on vacation. He is he is fully attempting to disembowel this this little I know. critter. He's doing the bunny kicks on the back. He is he is, yes. and that's what that that's what the bunny kicks are for. They're meant to disembowel their prey. Oh. Yes, <laughs> cats are vicious. Um, you're, you're, all right, you're, back to the yeah. You're I'm getting farther from away. The situation at hand. Um, good to know. All right, so she's not a cat person, clearly. A child um, beauty pageant is dead. Oh fuck! Is it Sean Benet? Sean <laughs> Benet. Sean Benet didn't have a fake nose. No, they. Well, the the murder itself or the the death itself was kind did of. Did her brother the, do it? I bet her brother did it in this in well, the show, didn't mm, she? Well, huh? here's huh? the description huh? of the real case. Very spark noted. Yes, we're going to get to it. I know. We will. Everyone's we will. requesting it. Shush, 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 shush. Um. Not also, you. Sorry. Fucked up for asking for the uh, episode of another child death. Thanks, everybody. I mean, we've talked about a couple of those. They're bummers. We've gone over this. Yeah. Anyway, but I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't go so far as to say fucked up. I think that this is also. It's more than just. It, not that any of these cases are just child cases, but I think that the fascination with this one also is just the fact that there are so many weird, like circumstances. Yeah. And technically it's been unsolved it's still unsolved well that's what i'm gonna get to so on christmas day oh, yeah. 1996 <laughs> patsy ramsey awoke to find her six-year-old daughter missing and a long handwritten ransom note inside of her house after a haphazard search overrun by contaminated evidence john Bonet's body was found in the basement of her own home she had a broken skull and had been strangled the case remains unsolved to this day except unless you you consider the fact that her brother might have done it in which case i don't know maybe not so unsolved. maybe uh guest stars of this episode are peter herman who was in united <gasps> 93 that's mr that is mr marishka Harjate. oh yes yes look at me i didn't <laughs> go too deep in into so it. many <laughs> uh susan kellerman who was in elvira mistress of the dark oh love it and eric thal from six degrees of separation mm, so there's that, that. um let me see what my next episode is. Also, if you guys like this kind of episode, while you scream uh, the answer, um, just let me know. And like I said, every single episode of Law and & Order and SVU is like related to a real case. So we can definitely do some quiz show ones. Um, this one is an episode that we have talked about the case. Uh, it is called 
Glasgow Man's Wrath. It is SVU, Law and Order SVU, season 16, episode 5. Came out on November 5th, 2014, and it has an 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. And the episode is, On Halloween night, two best friends, Mia Harris and Perry Gilbert, drag Mia's younger sister, Zoe, to the park in search of the mythical Glasgow man. Zoe winds up in the hospital the next day with wounds and a serious head injury while the other two girls are missing. When detectives investigate, they find out that Glasgow man is a fictional comic book character written by Perry's babysitter. They question him and find out that he based the character of Glasgow man off a mentally ill man who lives in the park. The man named Charlie is a repeat offender and has been off his medication. Their investigation leads them to Charlie's lair, where they find Harris and Gilbert with a knife. The two girls claim that Glasgow man attacked Zoe and locked them up, but police discovered that Mia was the perpetrator because, in a fit of insanity, she truly believed that Glasgow man would harm her if she didn't do it. Slenderman? Yes, it is. Hell yeah! Uh, we so talked it does on, sound... Oh, go ahead. We talked on the fourth episode of this podcast, so yes, way, way back, way back when. Cut. Though the the homeless, the mentally ill homeless aspect of it kind of gives me Doran Hell Vargas vibes. Try saying that three times fast. I can't speak today. Yeah. Yeah, I can get that. Like Like a couple of the episodes we've already talked about, there is like it starts as one case and then kind of moves to something else. I'm so sorry for all of the cats <laughs> screaming in the background. I don't know how much of this is going to come through the episode. No, it makes people happy. He, he is a literal banshee at this current he moment. He is singing the song of his people, and you cannot oppress him. <sighs> anyway, so if you didn't listen to our fourth episode or you don't know what the case is, in May 2014, two 12-year-old girls led one of their classmates into the woods and tried to kill her in order to become a proxy for Slenderman. They were convinced that Slenderman was real and that the only way to save themselves was to give their friend up as a sacrifice. Um, so this happened, the real case happened in May 2014. This episode came out in November 2014. So the wow. turnaround of SVU, man, they're really on it. Um. Hey, executive producer Dick Wolf didn't become executive producer Dick Wolf for nothing. Okay. I know. Well, some uh, some big names in this episode guest stars: Una Lawrence, who was in Pete's Dragon and also Big Time Adolescence; Stephanie Kurtzaba, I think it was in The Irishman and uh, the remake of Annie. Yes, big names. And I think it's is it Chloe Sevigny. Yes! Oh no, it's Seven Yi, I think. Seven Yi, yeah, I think because that's we've talked about her. C S E N G E R Y. Yeah, she got that. Yeah. she got that Fendi stroller that she's strutting all over Manhattan with right now. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah, well, big <laughs> names like I said. Um, let me go to a one. Okay, do you want one that we have covered or we haven't covered? I mean, am I not going to end up getting both at some point? Yes, but I'm talking about... Um, you know what? I'll go with an easy finish. So let's go with the one that we haven't talked about. Okay. Uh, this one is called Rape Interrupted. Oh, yay! <laughs> Picked a good uh, one. It's Law & Order SVU, season 18, episode 5. Came out on October 26, 2016. 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. This is a short synopsis. 
Olivia discovers that a young man facing rape charges is the son of her first police partner who comes to her asking to cash in on a favor that she owes him. Oh, that's it. That's all you're going to give me. Yeah, that's it. That is all you're going to give me. Yeah, that's all right. That's bullshit. First of all, um, what is a very punchable face of somebody who was uh, Brock uh, Turner? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Didn't take long for that one. What is a very punchable face? Brock Turner, Ryan Murphy, two punchable faces. But other than that, in this vein, I'm going to go with Brock Turner. Well, um, yeah. So we haven't talked about the Brock Turner case. It's one of those things that's a huge fucking bummer. It's bullshit. But anyway, uh, if you don't know what it is, um, on January 18th, 2015, on the Stanford University campus, Turner, who was a 19-year-old student athlete at Stanford, sexually assaulted um, 22-year-old. I'm not going to say her name. I know it's been said, but in court, she was referred to as Emily Doe. I, I um, think, though, she ended up coming out herself. Her, herself, yes. Um, I think that it was a thing because um she basically did not want to just be known as brock turner's victim yeah that makes sense yep but i Um, would never name somebody who didn't want their name out there so if she named herself that's great you can also go and look that up there's so much information about the case um but basically he sexually assaulted her while she was unconscious so um two graduate students intervened and helped held turner in place until police arrived Turner was arrested and released on the same day after posting $150,000 bail. Um, He was indicted on five charges, two for rape, two for felony sexual assault, and one for attempted rape. And on February 2nd, 2015, he pleaded not guilty to all of them. The trial concluded on March 30th, 2016, with Turner convicted of three charges of felony sexual assault. On June 2nd, 2016, Santa Clara County Superior Court Judge Aaron Persky sentenced Turner to six months in jail, followed by three years of probation. Additionally, Turner was obligated to register as a sex offender for life and to complete a rehabilitation program for sex offenders. In December 2017, Turner appealed but lost on August 8th, 2016. Sorry, 2018. Turner was eventually released after serving three months in jail. And it gets better because you know why he was given such a bitch sentence, right? I didn't follow the case too hard. Oh, I fucking did because this was bullshit. Um, So Judge Persky basically was like, well, if I did anything if I was harder on him, basically, it would have a terrible impact on his life and future. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. Uh-huh. Remember that fucking uh-huh. quote. And I just, ugh, fuck these men. Fuck these white men. You know? Yeah. What about the poor girl that he, that he ruined her life? Yeah. Well, and that was something that she said too. She was like, you took like my privacy. You took my, my life. You took like all of this like stuff from me and like her, her, um, what do they call them? Her her vin- victim impact statement. Yeah, like she she that also in addition to the oh well it will ruin his life. Obviously, um, like she's a badass survivor. She's gonna have a better life than he is. I like think she wrote a book. It I think her. she like yeah. I think she's like she like completely took this and like made just it ma- like turned it on its head. 
yeah made and it so that made something she good is not a victim yeah obviously she's not a victim she is a survivor and she yes. is stronger than the person that did this to her obviously oh hell yeah have you seen this michael sarah looking motherfucker with his noodle arms i mean i, I like wh- michael sarah what is he but- swimming in a kiddie pool like come the fuck on he's got a dumb face like i said punchable, punchable face. face it's a punchable face you can't right. help it well my next one is you better get it because it's a case you covered oh uh, well that's not <laughs> Haley, that doesn't help <laughs> um so this is called fool for love it is from law and order original season 10 episode 15 came out february 3rd the year 2000 8.3 out of 10 on imdb what was that paul bernardo carla homolka fuck you <laughs> wait how did you know that oh did you talk about it in the episode no Totally, I went, well, let's see, Fool for Love, 2000, so it has to be, like, in the 80s or 90s. Well, now you've ruined it for everyone, but I'm still going to talk about it. So, anyway, Briscoe and Green investigate the murder of two teenage girls. One of the victims was found wrapped in a pl- in plastic at a house undergoing renovations. She had been raped and strangled and had high level of the drug GHB in her system. When the detectives learned that one victim's sister, Laura Kendrick, is also in New York. They begin a frantic search for her, eventually finding her in a hospital, beaten and drugged. She points the finger at her boyfriend, Peter Williams, who may also be responsible for the other brutal rapes and murders. The detectives begin to suspect that Laura may also have participated in the assaults, but she claims that Peter forced her to participate. To get a conviction, Jack McCoy agrees to a plea bargain with Laura for a minimal sentence in return for her testimony, but he later learns that she may... Have made a deal with the devil that he had made a deal with the devil. So I mean, I think the the synopsis is pretty clearly Paul Bernardo and Carla Hamolka. Yeah, you sit there all proud of yourself. Wait till I give you a hard one. Being a smug so, bitch. Oh, I thought this was it. I was like, wait to go out on a. This bang, is a softball me. for you. No, I have many more. We're <laughs> I not don't think done this here. was even a softball. I think this was a walk. <laughs> anyway, Paul Bernardo Baseball. and Carla Hamolka raped and killed at least three minors between 1990 and 1992. Mm-hmm. Amolka attracted worldwide attention when she was convicted of manslaughter following a plea bargain to serve only 12 years in the rape murders of two Ontario teenage girls, Leslie Mahaffey? Mahaffey. Mahaffey, I think it was. Okay. And Kristen French, uh, as well as the rape and death of her sister, Tammy. Amolka and Bernardo were arrested in 1993 Bernardo was convicted of the um, the first two murders and received life imprisonment and uh, dangerous offender designation, the full maximum sentence allowed in Canada. Homolka stated to investigators that Bernardo had abused her and that she had been unwilling uh, to be an accomplice to the murders. As a result, she struck a deal with the prosecutors for a reduced prison sentence of 12 years in exchange for a guilty plea to the charge of manslaughter. Homolka scored 5 out of 40 on the psychopathy checklist in contrast to Bernardo's 35 out of 40. Uh, Videotapes of the crimes surfaced after the plea bargain and demonstrated that Homolka was a more active participant than she had claimed. As a result, the deal that she had struck with the prosecutors was dubbed in the Canadian press as the deal with the devil. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, and then don't forget, she also volunteered at that school not too long ago. And yeah. people fucking understandably, rightfully so, lost their goddamn fucking minds. Yeah. Well, this is episode 83 that we talk about this, the Barbie and mm-hmm. Ken murders. Mm-hmm. 
Go ahead and listen to that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an episode. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a fun one, but it's really not. <laughs> None of these are fun. None uh, of these wait, are fun. Who was in this episode? Ellen Pompeo, <gasps> Grey's Anatomy. Love her, Doctor Meredith yep. Grey. I've I've seen like maybe one season, but yeah. And then Samuel Ball, who was in Thirteen Going on Thirty. Oh, who was he in Thirteen Going on Thirty? Uh, I forget. <laughs> All right, that's helpful. I didn't Thank that you. In my notes. I appreciate that. Thank you for your help. You're welcome. <laughs> oh wait, I didn't say who was in uh, the Brock Turner one. Um, I just Michael have one Sarah. person. No, <laughs> I have one person, Anthony Edwards. He was in uh, Zodiac, Fast Times at yep. Ridgemont High, and Revenge of the Nerds. Yep. So that's that. Um, let's do another kind of easy one. I'm fine okay. with that. So this one's called Pathological. It's from Law and Order SVU, season 19, episode 10. January 10th, 2018, it came out, and it has an 8.7 out of 10 on IMDb. The description is, when the SVU team investigates a case involving two students in a special needs school, Rollins discovers that one child's medical issues stem from a surprising source. Gypsy Rose. That is true. I knew it. I didn't. I I thought I knew it the first time that I said it, too, but I knew it. Yeah. (laughs) So this is episode 56. We talk about the case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. If you have not listened or were not following the multitude of uh, sources talking about this while it was going on and also when the act came out and Mommy Dead Dearest, all those things. So just a synopsis. On June 14th, 2015, the body of Claudette D.D. Blanchard was found face down in the bedroom of her house lying on the bed in a pool of blood from stab wounds inflicted several days earlier. There was no signs of her daughter Gypsy Rose who according to Blanchard suffered from chronic conditions including leukemia, asthma and muscular dystrophy and had the quote mental capacity of a seven year old due to brain damage end quote that she had suffered as a result of her premature birth. After reading troubling Facebook posts earlier in the evening, concerning uh, concerned neighbors notified the police, reporting that Dee Dee might have fallen victim to foul play and that Gypsy Rose, who was in a wheelchair and on medications, were still in the house, um, might have been abducted. The following day, police found Gypsy Rose in Wisconsin, where she had traveled with her boyfriend, Nicholas Godijohn, who she had met online. When investigators announced that she was actually an adult and not suffering from any of the physical and mental health issues, which her mother claimed she had, public outrage over the possible abduction of a severely disabled girl gave way to shock and some sympathy for Gypsy Rose. Further investigations found that some of the doctors who had examined Gypsy Rose had found no evidence of the claim disorders one physician suspected that dd suffered from munchausen syndrome by proxy a mental disorder which causes a parent or other caretaker to exaggerate fabricate or induce illness in a person under their care in order to obtain sympathy or attention mm-hmm. so that is the that is very uh short synopsis of this insane case yes that long synopsis is the short synopsis it is Trust. it really is trust and don't forget the act is on hulu it is on hulu and we talk about we talk about the gypsy rose case uh episode 56 that is that is easily like the case i am most fascinated by it is very interesting i love that one just it's so something about uh, probably my mommy issues something about it just really 
Yeah, and I Mommy Dead and Dearest, I believe, is on HBO. So I you believe, should watch yeah. that. Yeah. It's a really interesting documentary. Um, guest stars of this episode are Alan, uh, sorry, Aaron Wilhelmy, I think. Perks of being a wallflower. Oh, who was she in that? I don't have any of this information. Well, then why do you tell me? Because <laughs> I think you'll know every time. Uh, and Dendry Taylor, I think is how you say her name. Uh, she was in uh, She. Oh, God, I'm terrible now. Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, I, I, I've seen Saving Mr. Banks, but I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't know. know who she would be. Somebody out there listening knows and they're like, oh, that person. Yeah. yeah. It's not me, but yeah. <laughs> yep. You have a cat in your lap currently. I do. And he is like, I wish I wish y'all could see because he's like dead to the world. He is fully slumped. He also as a quick aside, I'm sorry, but I feel like this is something that I should that I would like to share. Um, he's being super lovey right, right now, like today, because I was working today. I am freelancing right now and he launched himself. He ran, my desk is at the end of a hallway and he ran from one end of the hallway and launched himself up onto my desk face first into my glass Mm. of chai tea. Sent that into my hand which ricocheted off of my hand hit the wall and then the floor the the glass not the cat the cat yeah. the neighbors definitely think i'm nuts because i screamed jesus fucking christ felix what the fuck are you doing he's just a bowling <laughs> ball of, of a beast he's 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 a bull and all of this shit is the china shop yes and so he feels very bad because mommy raised her voice, but mommy didn't raise her voice out of anger, Felix. Mommy raised her voice because you scared the goddamn shit out of her. And well, you hurt maybe, her hand. Maybe he'll so, be able to guess this next one. Probably not. He doesn't have two brain cells to rub together. Give him some credit. Come on. You, so, you whistle into one ear and it comes out the other side. Anyway. Put your ear um, up to his. You hear the ocean. So this is the serpent's tooth. We have not talked about this case, by the way. Okay. It is from Law and Order Original, season one, episode Ooh. 19. Came out March 19th, 1991. Ed Gein. 7.6 out of 10. No, we talked IMDb. about Ed Gein. Fuck. Never yes. mind. <laughs> so this episode. Grievy and Logan investigate the murder of a wealthy factory owner named Jamon? Jarman? The the white way to say it is Jarman. Jarman? Um, yes. Maybe. I, I don't know. I can't see the word. I know I've seen me, so. I know I've seen the episode, but I haven't seen it in a long time. So okay. I don't remember how they, they pronounce it. Um a factory owner in the Upper West Side who was presumably shot by his two sons. As the investigation continues, the detectives learn he is the uh that he was the owner in debt to the uh Russian mafia which could be one of the possible motives to his murder. Hmm. The, is the Russian mafia part relevant to the case? Uh, no. Okay. Is, is the mafia in general no. a mafia? Okay. No. Um, I, I don't, 
I don't know the the Italian mafia, the Russian mafia, uh, a wealthy guy that, killed that by two EDM of his kids. mafia, um, death of a salesman. No, um, I mean uh, technically, but um, fine, be that way. Um, Felix, do you know Felix is hiding his face, which means well, it means he's sleepy, but it also means he doesn't know. Um, salesman. Wait, no, I think guess. I just came up with salesman. It's a businessman. Yes, factory owner. Factory owner? Factor- I, I, I don't think I don't think the real case, he was a factory owner. Oh, oh, is it Menendez? Yeah. Hell yeah. So the episode appears to be based on the Menendez brothers case. Uh, it was a double homicide that occurred in Beverly Hills, Los Angeles on August 20th, 1989. Lyle and Eric Menendez murdered their parents, Jose and Kitty Menendez, and they went to the movies to give themselves an alibi. They were later convicted of the murder in a highly publicized trial. They claimed that they were driven to it uh, by a lifetime of abuse from their parents, including sexual abuse from their father. The past criminal records of the, bo- of the brothers stood in contrast to their escape from parental abuse theory. Under the terms of the sentence for their multiple crimes, the brothers are expected to spend the remainder of their lives in prison, apart from each other. Um, the only name I recognized from this episode is uh, Oleg Krupa, who's in the Italian job and Burn After Reading. I don't even recognize that name. So, All right, well, the episode came out in 1991, so it's not. I didn't one. even come out in 1991. Oh. I didn't. Um, I'm going to stump you on one of these. I mean, you almost stumped me on this one. You really did. Yeah? Yeah. This one I was about to, like, I don't know, cry uncle. Cry? I mean, no, I I wouldn't say cry because I do that very easily. Um, But I was about to, I was about to phone a friend. (gasps) That's what we should do the next time we do this is we should... Like have a tier. We're see, we're doing this live. Um, we should have a tier of Patreon patrons where they can sit in on us recording an episode like this, and they can be my <sighs> phone a friend. Okay, cool. All right. Is that we'll not, think about it? Is we'll, that we'll, not? If we do this again, we'll pick one specific person. Um, no, that's mean. And I'm gonna need more than one person hat. to help me. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah, just meant no. Gonna, we like we like this one point space more. You. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so this I have two more. So this episode is called Subterranean Homeboy Blues. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds like an indie album. It is Law and Order season one, episode two. Came out September twentieth, nineteen ninety. It's got a seven point five out of ten on IMDb. This is a big one. Season one, episode two. So mm-hmm. it's a very new show. Mm-hmm. So then they have to impress. Yes. Detectives Matt Grevy and Mike Logan investigate the shooting of two young African-Americans on a crowded subway train. There are several witnesses wow. to the shooting, leading them to the <laughs> hospital technician, uh, Laura DeBossi, a one-time dancer who had to give up her career as a dancer after a violent assault some years before. She doesn't deny the shooting, but is claiming self-defense as she was afraid of being raped by the two men. The police conclude that she may have been out to deliberately avenge her earlier career, her, her earlier attack against anyone, and executive ADA Stone agrees to charge her with murder. He realizes, however, 
that should he lose the case, it will be sending New Yorkers a message that it's okay to shoot and ask questions later. And we are talking about Bernigets. Bernigets. We talked about Bernigets. Subway in, Vigilante. Yes. Episode 174. Yeah. It's a relatively recent one. Yeah. Um, it's a recent the, episode, the episode of ours. Yes, not, not the case. Not, <laughs> not the, case. the case. I like that because, we both went, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So the case happened December 22nd, 1984. Gets shot four young black men on a Manhattan subway. Uh, he surrendered to the police nine days after the shooting and was eventually charged with attempted murder, assault, reckless endangerment, and several firearms offenses. Gets claimed that the four young men had threatened and tried to rob him. A jury later found him not guilty of all charges except one count of carrying an unlicensed firearm for which he served eight months of a one-year sentence. Still more than Brock Turner. Yeah, right? Uh, big name in this episode, Cynthia Nixon. <gasps> Sex in the City. Love her. Yeah. Big fan, big fan. And Sex and the City's coming back. Except it's and not this, being called Sex and the City. Like I've said already, season one, episode two. This is a very new show. And this is before Sex and the City. What year? This came this? out in 1990. 1990. Yeah. All right. I I think that's kind of interesting because Cynthia Nixon was on, as we as we mentioned, Sex and the City. But um Christopher Noth, or Chris Noth, I think is what he goes by now. He was on Sex and the City. He played Mr. Big, and he uh-huh. was in this episode, obviously, then. Because he was, uh. like, in the first several seasons of Law and Order. Well, look at that. Yeah, We're finding even more connections. Go. Yeah, he, plays de- he played Detective Logan, I think his name was. Yes, that's what I talked about in the, the very I know, I'm saying so, I, I'm saying I think that was which one he was of okay. the two. All right, so I got one more. It's been a minute. This All is right. a case we have not talked about. Ah, fuck. It's called Gone. It is Law & Order SVU, Season 7, Episode 16. Came out February 28th, 2006. It has an 8.8 out of 10 on IMDb. You're going to notice a lot of these have like a seven or higher because it's fucking Law and Order SVU. I was going to say. Every episode is good. Dick Wolf can't do any wrong. No. Can't. His name Four is shows fucking about Dick Chicago. Wolf. Yes. Yes. I'm watching one of them right now. <laughs> good. Uh, so the description of this episode is three teenage boys are suspected of foul play when a high school girl disappears after a night of partying with them. When Jason, one of the boys, agrees to testify against the other two boys, but dis- but when he disappears, Judge Donnelly has no choice but to dismiss the case. The suspicion aroused by the fact that without Jason's testimony, there's no case uh, is overshadowed by Casey's feelings of guilt because she promised Jason would be fine. My brain is saying Natalie Holloway. I, I know it's not Natalie Holloway, but I need to get it out of it. Is Does it that not? make sense? Just kidding. I'm totally joking. I'm lying. <laughs> It is. It is. It's Natalie Based Holloway. Based on the Natalie Holloway disappearance. What threw um, me for a loop was when the boy went missing. Yeah. And so, that's where I was like, well, then it's not Natalie Holloway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like with a lot of these, the beginning, like the, the initial premise is like, it's about this case. And then like, obviously it can't be. They take a detour. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be the exact case because that'd be too much. Right. Um, but basically, on May 30th, 2005, 18-year-old American student Natalie Holloway failed to show up with the rest of her class for her flight home from Aruba. Her classmates saw her outside of Carlos and Charlie's, a restaurant and nightclub. She was in a car with local residents, Jorn 
Is it Joran Vandersloot? Joran Vandersloot. I always Joran Vandersloot. Joran Vandersloot. What the fuck kind of name is that? Of course, that's a killer's name. Um, uh, and but anyway, she was also with brothers Deepak and Satish Kalpi. Kalopi. I I don't know that part. Again, I'm horrible at pronunciation. I'm very sorry. Um, when the three men were questioned, they said that they dropped off Holloway at her hotel and denied knowing what had become of her. Upon further investigation by authorities, Vandersloot was arrested twice on suspicion of involvement in her case, and the two other two brothers were each arrested three times. Due to lack of evidence, the three suspects were released each time without being charged with a crime. Holloway's parents criticized the Reuben police for the lack of progress in the investigation and interrogation of the three men who were last seen with their daughter. And yes, the case is still unsolved. Yep. Despite the fact that, I mean, come the fuck on. It's, it's, it's weird. There, there's a, there's a, there's, but it's weird, but also there's some, there's some pointers there. Yeah. I mean, we'll go deeper into it when we actually cover the case, but like, yeah. I would personally feel horrible if I was the last person seen with somebody that went missing and yes. I really didn't have anything to do with it. Yes. Because that obviously is fair. everyone thinks you did it. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, and even like, it's not qu- quite nearly the same situation, but like, look at Amanda Knox and how yeah. public, like, just belief that she did it how that wreaked havoc on her yeah. and like her she life. was so vilified there are yes. there are definitely people who still think she did it oh there are there yeah. are uh, like i was just where was i i was in some group the other day and somebody said like what's like your unpopular true crime opinion or something like that and the number of people that i saw that were like oh amanda knox did it i was like holy shit Damn. No, like, aren't we past this? Homie wrote, like, a book. Yeah. She's friends with Monica um, Lewinsky on Twitter. That's another one who, like, just the public fucking eviscerated. Oh, my God. And she's hilarious on Twitter. She is, yes. If if there is one positive that we can walk away from this episode with, it is Monica Lewinsky's Twitter feed. (laughs) Yeah, and and not to bump other podcasts because we're the only podcast you should be listening to. But Obviously. I, I believe Monica Lewinsky was on Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. Yes, she's I think very, so. She's a very interesting person. I highly recommend listening uh, to her if she's ever on any other podcast. But that episode specifically, she's she's very interesting and uh, really has a good humor about everything that happened. Yeah, well, not just even uh, very interesting, great sense of humor, but also fucking smart because also yeah she was what 21 years old and she was an intern for the white house that's not an yeah. easy like gig to get like taraji p henson is another one who happened to get like intern at the white house like hey, it's technically, just it's, it's the, impressive the monica lewinsky case which is another thing that she talks about in the episode is how it's always called the monica lewinsky case not the bill clinton blowjob case uh as it should be but um, we can definitely talk about that because that I would consider that true crime. I, I mean, Clinton was impeached over it. So I would say, or there was an impeachment trial, I should say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that counts. Not to mention, yeah. I mean, she, she, I would say she technically 
has a lawsuit on well not now probably because of statute of limitations but at the time she probably could have sued for how probably she was treated, treated? yeah yeah but I, I will say i just clicked on her twitter just to like to make a point i don't know why i did it but um her most recent tweet if anybody heard so a couple days ago by the time this episode comes out um hbo max sent out a test email did you hear about that or were yes. you okay I was going to say, or were you just like on the beach being like, I don't give a fuck. Um, but she, so they, they revealed that it was a mistake made by an intern and basically they were just like, but we're not going to be mean to the intern. We're going to be nice to the intern, but the intern is going to be very embarrassed. And she fucking tweeted. This is the kind of shit that you get to see all the time. Dear intern, it gets better with a heart. P.S. Don't wear a beret for a while, okay? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> like, just, oh, she's so, she's just, she's so fucking witty. She's so funny. And before we oh, go completely off topic. We've already done uh, it. Well, I know. Uh, the two uh, guest stars, that, names that I had um, for this Natalie Holloway episode of SVU are Teddy Eck, who is in Lincoln, and Anna Holbrook, who is on One Life to Live. And the only reason why I know that soap opera, because my mother Mom. watches yep. it constantly. Yep. Or watched it constantly. Yes. Um, so there's that. And also, from doing this episode, I realized I made this extremely too easy for you. And I'm going to have to pick harder episodes next time. I, I don't think you do. I think I, I, I'm okay. I'm all right. No. It's no. It's fine. If you want me to pick harder episodes, let us know on any of our social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can email us, crimeculturepod at gmail.com. Always accepting pics of cats, puss pics, oh, get yes. them in there. We got, we got um, gorgeous, and I'm telling you, just absolutely fucking stunning photos of Hamish, Rose's kitty, the other yes. day. And Love. oh, God, and he's a cancer. It's almost cancer season, I'm pretty sure. Zodiac, I've got no fucking idea. But yeah, yeah my, my mom's a cancer. She's July 1st. So. Okay, yeah. See, I'm not completely soon, off. Right? I mean, eventually, eventually the California crystal mindset is going to rub off on me. But we just, we, we love some good. And we're not, we don't discriminate. Any pet picks are good. Yeah, we've gotten hamster picks. We've gotten mm -hmm. chicken picks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Poultry picks. we've gotten birds. Uh, yes, poultry picks. That works. Poultry um, picks. The, just really, as long as you don't send your dick, we're happy with whatever. Yeah. We are yeah. truly happy with whatever you send. If you want to send us so, a selfie, if you're if you're looking cute that day, by all oh, means, yeah. please share. Share with, with us. Yes. We love, to, we love to see it. People who actually thrive during quarantine, we love to see it. Unheard of. But not. Because um, <laughs> we're seeing but it. any... Anyway, uh, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, the website's crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. All of the links are on there. You can join our Patreon. Yes. Um, and I think that's it. Okay. Tell me how many you got right. I don't fucking, I think I got all of them right. Um, no, not you. Oh. <laughs> the listeners. <laughs> our friends. <laughs> So our friends, they're our friends. But then would you say that our Patreon then is 
just for our friends or they're friends plus only friends oh <laughs> only fans do we need to make merch that says only friends now <laughs> with the only fans logo will we get sued i mean that would be a hell of an episode we got sued by only fans <laughs> do it anyway that's been fun. Yeah. Go to everything that we talked about and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.